The differences between the four types of mediation. Hello, my name is Martin Ellis from Ellis Mediation Limited. This podcast explains the differences between the four types of mediation offered by Ellis Mediation in the UK, namely commercial, community, consumer and workplace mediation. Firstly, commercial mediation. This is where two organisations have a dispute over a transaction, where at least one of the parties believes that there is a problem with what has happened. Commercial mediations almost always involve money. There is a difference of opinion about how much is owed by one party to another. However, there may be other issues in addition to the amount owed that need to be considered and resolved as part of the mediation. If an individual has a dispute with a company, we refer to that as consumer mediation. But please note that some people would include such a case as a commercial dispute. There are many issues which affect how quickly and smoothly the mediation can progress, but four notable reasons are Firstly, the scale of the difference of opinion in relation to the maximum figure claimed. If one party thinks they are owed 200,000, but the other party thinks the figure owed is 100,000 pounds, then the mediator may feel there is a decent chance of a mediator settlement. However, if the figures are £200,000 and £10,000, then the mediator will know straight away that a mediator settlement will be much harder to achieve as the starting points are much further apart. Secondly, the willingness of each party to negotiate. A mediated settlement is more likely to be achieved where both parties appreciate that they will need to negotiate in a realistic and flexible way to find common ground. This is more likely to work the more that both sides appreciate the risks of going to court instead of resolving the dispute through mediation. Where positions are taken on either side due to the bad feeling generated by the dispute, finding a mediated agreement will be harder. Thirdly, the willingness to keep their commercial relationship. When both sides want to keep their commercial relationship going, despite having had a dispute, it is good news for the mediator as both sides are more likely to show flexibility during the mediation, which can only increase the chances of a mediated agreement being reached. When both sides don't want a commercial relationship after a dispute is resolved, finding a mediated agreement will almost certainly be harder for the mediator to achieve. Fourth and last, the presence of external advisors such as solicitors and barristers. Commercial disputes are much more likely to have solicitors or barristers joining mediation meetings. In most cases, this is helpful to the mediator as advisers have usually been involved in mediations before, compared to most parties who have not been involved in the mediation previously, and so the advisers understand how mediation works in real life. Advisers are also conscious of the legal cost being accumulated and often remind their client of the further costs to be incurred if the case goes to court, which can give the client a clear reason to consider the mediated agreement in a more realistic way. Commercial mediations are often between two parties, but they can involve many parties, especially when insurance companies are involved. A commercial mediation can be completed in one day, but where several parties are involved, then it's much more likely the mediation will take several days to complete. All commercial mediations end with a written agreement, 
which itself is a contract and so can be pursued in court if one side does not deliver what is required in the agreement. Secondly, there is community mediation. This is very different to commercial mediation. It is where two or more people living close together, such as neighbours or in the same locality, have a dispute. This often involves issues such as antisocial behaviour, for instance noise, often where people live in flats, uh, rubbish bins not being emptied and not being returned to their correct location, careless car parking and the behaviour of children. These can escalate into more personal disputes. Maybe there was at first a specific dispute about a minor issue, but in some cases the dispute can escalate to a personal dispute between two people or even two families. Community disputes rarely involve money. Community disputes affect people greatly as the dispute takes place where they live. They have little chance to escape from the dispute and it can grind them down. Community disputes can be very emotional, especially if children are the cause of the dispute or get drawn into the consequences of the dispute. Maybe the biggest obstacle to resolving a community dispute is the amount of time that the dispute has existed for before a mediator is asked to intervene. There is a much greater chance of achieving a mediated settlement when a mediation starts within weeks or a few months of a dispute starting compared to when a dispute is carried on for a year or more. When one party has decided that the other party is lying and so cannot be trusted, mainly due to the length of time that the dispute has dragged on for, then the mediator faces a very difficult challenge as the mistrust has to be removed before progress can be made with the case. One difference is that whilst most commercial and consumer cases end with a written mediated agreement, community cases often don't have a written agreement as it is not appropriate given the circumstances, given that you are dealing with individuals and not organisations. A verbal agreement will often be sufficient. Thirdly, there is consumer mediation. As mentioned with commercial mediation above, some people would class consumer mediation cases as a specific type of commercial mediation. But we feel they are different, as a consumer case involves an end customer like you or me, rather than two organisations having a dispute. Cases often involve work being done on someone's house or another property they own, and so consumer cases are like community mediation cases. As the dispute is very personal, to the customer simply because the work planned on their house has not been completed as planned but with the difference that money is usually involved in consumer cases specifically the customer wanting money back from the builder plumber or other tradesperson involved disputes can arise for various reasons maybe the work is simply not completed or not completed properly by the tradesperson Sometimes a customer changes the specification of the work required after the work has begun and this can cause the customer and their tradesperson to have a different opinion about whether the tradesperson has delivered what the customer wanted or not. And sometimes the tradesperson believes that they have not been paid enough for the work completed. Again, sometimes related to changes to the specification made by the customer part way through the project.
Most disputes are genuine differences of opinion, but there are a small number of tradespeople who take a deposit from the customer and then do not start or barely start the work before disappearing. Sadly, this is made easier in a world where people can advertise with just a mobile phone number and an email as their contact details. Customers should always ensure that they have a physical address for the tradesperson, either their business office or builder's yard address or the tradesperson's personal home address before paying any money. But admittedly, it is too easy to overlook this in an emergency when work needs to be done as soon as possible. References should always be followed up before hiring a tradesperson. Ideally, from people around where you live who have used the tradesperson in the recent past. If the tradesperson is acting honourably and wants to continue working in the trade, then they will very likely be keen to find a mediated agreement, as they will not want their reputation to be questioned. Once the mediator has addressed any initial bad feeling between the parties, in most cases a mediated agreement can be achieved, as both parties can gain more during mediation than compared to going to court. Some mediations are completed in one day, but sometimes it takes several days to complete a mediation if the mediator has to move back and forth between the two parties. A final note of caution. A consumer case is where it is most likely that the dreaded words, I would prefer to go to court out of principle, are said by the customer as they are so frustrated as what they feel has happened to them. It is a very worthy aim, but as a wise mediator once said, you can be a martyr or you can get the money, but it's really hard to do both. Fourth and last there is workplace mediation. This is different again. This is where there is a dispute between two people in an organisation, whether it's a company, charity, church, sports club or any other group of people. Workplace disputes rarely involve money. They are more likely to be caused by personal animosity between two people, maybe resulting from something that happened at work or even outside work. It can result in many more people than just the two parties being affected. In a small company, such disputes can almost stop the business from operating at all. The original problem could have been between the two people themselves or their partners or their children. Disputes can start in the most unusual ways. These disputes don't fit the HR procedures and processes used in many companies. No one has contravened any company process or procedure, but even so, there is still a problem that needs to be resolved. The mediator for a workplace dispute must understand what has caused the dispute to happen in the first place and then has to work with the parties to discuss ways that their relationship can be repaired. The discussion should cover their partners or children if the dispute started between anyone other than the people the mediator is talking to. The mediator may hold joint meetings with both parties present or have separate meetings if the relationship between the parties is badly damaged. Workplace mediations often take place across one day with several meetings with both parties. Sometimes a workplace mediation ends with a written agreement, but sometimes it does not. As with community mediations, often a written agreement is not appropriate nor necessary. 
it is much more important for the parties to come to an understanding about how to make their relationship work from now on, if they are to work together every day, than to rely on a formal written agreement. We hope you have found this podcast useful. If you have any questions about the podcast, or if you have a dispute which you feel we may be able to help you with, please feel free to contact us on uh, phone by uh, calling 01604 372 385, email martin at ellismediation.co.uk or please see our website uk. Thank you for listening and until the next time, goodbye.